Manx Radio's update with Andy Wint. Good evening, it's half past five. This is update for Wednesday, 4th of January, 2023. From Manx Radio, 30 minutes to look at the latest news on the Isle of Man. Background to that news and sport and business and sea watch and travel updates and the newsmakers in person. Tonight, new domestic abuse laws come into force. No overnight stays at the Air's National Nature Reserve. Maladministration in not offering home births. HSBC is closing Ramsey and relocating Douglas. And a Manx footballer makes the England amputee national squad. Man Benham for all your business and legal needs. First of all, at 29 minutes ahead of 6 o'clock, the update news headlines, Fastamai, Siobhan Fletcher. Fastamai, the Timwell Commissioner for Administration has recorded a finding of maladministration over the Department of Health and Social Care's decision not to offer home births. Douglas Borough Council says it's to investigate claims made on social media of institutional corruption. The council has told Max Radio that such allegations are taken seriously and that they will be investigated in accordance with internal process and procedures. Today marks two years since the first rollout of COVID-19 vaccines on the Isle of Man. Over 235,000 doses have been administered since the vaccination team started its programme. Further afield, in the face of growing crises, Rishi Sunak's been trying to persuade the UK public he has a vision for the country. The Prime Minister's pledged to halve inflation, cut hospital waiting lists and boost the economy, although there was very little detail about the plans. Vladimir Putin says a new warship armed with new hypersonic cruise missiles have been sent into active duty. And the US House of Representatives will try to elect a new speaker today after failing to yesterday. It was the first time in 100 years someone hasn't been chosen in the first vote. There are your headlines, news at six. Man Benham. Contact us by phone, video call, email or face-to-face. We're happy to connect with you. Manx Radio Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. Jeremiah, thank you. Siobhan from the Ronaldsway Met Office. There is a strong wind warning in operation for the North Irish Sea. State of Sea is moderate. And the weather tonight dry with a moderate wind uh, coming in from the west or southwest. Overnight minimum is 8 degrees. But tomorrow, Thursday, Jordan, outbreaks of rain and drizzle developing, clearing up in the afternoon up to 12 degrees tomorrow. Uh, More rain early evening as the southerly wind increases strong to gale force down to 7 through the night into Friday. Jehenya dry and bright on Friday, top temperature 11 degrees. Tides on the way back in, high water 3 minutes past 10 tonight. Low water tomorrow morning, 28 minutes past 4. Sunrise at 23 minutes before 9 in the morning, high water at 25 to 11. Manx Glass and Glazing can produce bespoke splashbacks for your kitchen in any colours. Speak to the team on 674 573. New laws granting the Manx Police and Courts more power to tackle domestic abuse came into force today. It's been a long time coming and it brings the Isle of Man up to date and able to prosecute perpetrators of financial abuse, mental abuse and coercive or controlling behaviour. Jane Paul Wilson is the Minister for Justice and Home Affairs. What is different is we now for the first time have in Manx law specific laws to protect people around different aspects of domestic abuse, something we've never had before. So that's not only what some people 
people may think of as domestic abuse when they think of perhaps more violent aspects of that abuse. It's also things like emotional control, financial control, coercive and controlling behaviour. So that means that there are now specific offences in Manx law and if people are victim survivors in a domestic abuse situation, those offences can be prosecuted. It also means, though, that there are now specific powers for the police and the courts to take action to protect victim survivors even without prosecuting those specific offences. And that's because we have now in law the Domestic Abuse Protection Notice and the Domestic Abuse Protection Order. And the Domestic Abuse Protection Notice allows the police to act when they arrive at a scene of domestic abuse where they feel it is important to protect a victim to remove the perpetrator. That's a short-term measure. A court can then impose an order to remove that perpetrator and put other conditions in place which gives longer term protection for the victim survivor of domestic abuse. Training is critical, this is new, so uh, training is being rolled out and will continue to be rolled out so that people understand these new laws and also their powers to operate within them. So a lot of work has gone on but there is more to do because it's really, really important as we switch this law on and see it come into effect, we are obviously going to want to make sure that it's working really well and to continue to train and, and refine procedures and practices around that. HSBC has announced its intention to close its branch in Ramsey and to relocate the branch in Douglas. The story from Christian Jones. An email notification was sent to those with accounts at the bank informing them of the decision. The bank says it's following a real estate and branch review of its network across the Isle of Man. The Douglas branch will be moved to Strand Street whilst the head office teams will relocate to a new central Douglas location next year. The Ramsey branch is due to close towards the end of March this year. The decision has come following what they've described as an evolution in the way people use banking services, something that was accelerated by the pandemic. Many customers carry out their day-to-day banking digitally and they've seen significant reduction in the number of people using the Ramsey branch. However, those working within the bank in Ramsey will be offered positions at the Douglas branch when it finally closes its doors on the 28th of March. This is the most listened to Isle of Man news source and Manx Radio's update is the Isle of Man's most downloaded news podcast. The island's health department has breached its legal obligations by not offering women on the Isle of Man the option to give birth at home. The Tinwell Commissioner for Administration has recorded a finding of maladministration over the Department of Health and Social Care's decision not to offer home births. That story from Sean Cowper. Angela Main Thompson, OBE, was asked to investigate by a couple who had their first child in October 2020, having initially hoped for a home birth. The 2001 National Health Service Act states that DHSC shall secure adequate number of midwives for attendance on women in their home during childbirth and at least 10 days afterwards. Legal guidance sought from the Attorney General's chambers by the DHSC after its decision not to allow the couple to have a home birth suggested that the department was only obligated to have the midwives, not to deploy them, a position that was rejected by the Commissioner. The Commissioner also found that former DHSC CEO Catherine Magson's statement to her investigation was intended to mask the reality that home births are not routinely available on the island. In the five-year period from 2017 to 2021, 3,478 babies were born on the Isle of Man, with just four of these being planned home births, a situation the Commissioner described as pretty stark. 
Former DHSC CEO Karen Malone told the investigation that resourcing was a challenge, with a shortage of midwives globally, not just on the island. In her conclusion, the commissioner said she had great sympathy with the department's approach, given the resourcing issues, but that this approach does not comply with legislation. With reforms due to health legislation in the current administration, Ms Main Thompson added that removing the mandatory requirement for home births may be the only solution, but it would be unfortunate. In her conclusion, Ms Main Thompson found that the DHSC breached its statutory obligations, resulting in a finding of maladministration, adding that the continuing failure by Manx Care to discuss home births on a case-by-case basis is unacceptable. Well, Christmas is over, the new year is here. Are you worried about paying your bills this month? One group that provides financial help says it's seen an increase in demand for support, with some people forced to choose between paying their rent or buying food. From the Manx Credit Union... David Talbot. Well, January is a time where people do have to sit down and work out exactly what is going to be paid and to whom, because uh, it's sometimes a bit of a ball-juggling exercise. And as we've seen today, actually, someone has been in and said that they've had to use the rent money to pay for food. So that is a, a, an issue for people. How do I actually get around to prioritising what needs to be paid and that's often when we find that people do come and knock on our door because they've been referred by another agency and are able usually to obtain a loan subject to a budget check um, by deduction from their benefits directly from social services. And how has footfall been this time round compared to the last two Christmases for the credit union? Oh, it's definitely uh, increased. We've seen a notable increase in people wanting this kind of of loan. We have approaching 600 uh, loans given out to our members, um, of which, on a running basis, more than half of those are in actual fact what we call the family loan. So that that gives you an idea whereabouts we are helping people, but of course, we're not exclusively for that end of the market. We, we can lend up to £5,000. And we've been looking at some car car applications this morning, for example. Whilst it might seem impossible, our, our recommendation to all our members is that you consume less and that you save more. Now, that might seem, well, that's how can I possibly save more when I can't afford to pay for the next gas bill? Well, it's surprising how people can save, even if it's only a pound or two a week. As I said, our family loan, it's mandatorily you have to save a pound a week. So after two or three years, you're getting on for £150. Now, £150 is a lot of money if you've got nothing to pay the gas bill with. So it's a matter, really, of not just being a provider of finance, but essentially being an encourager to build up the resilience of the household finances. Sea Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company. The motorship Ben McCree departed Hesham at half past two this afternoon. She'll be alongside in Douglas in the next half hour or so, departing this evening at 7.45 for Hesham, arriving there at half past 11. The overnight departure 2.15am, back to Douglas at six tomorrow morning, and the morning departure Ben McCree heads for Hesham at 8.45. Follow the Steam Packet on Twitter for the latest sailing information. Faster my good evening, it's 19 minutes before 6. This is Update Live from Douglas in the Isle of Man. Manx footballer Sean Jackson's been selected for the England Amputee National Squad for 2023. Sean spoke to Manx Radio Sports Editor Rob Pritchard and tells how it's going to feel to play on the international stage again this season. Same as always, it's a massive honour. It's, it's always exciting and I think just building on what we did last year in the World Cup 
quite a new set of players, uh, quite a young group. Um, yeah, it's just exciting. Obviously, another big year ahead. And yeah, it's all really exciting to, to get back with the squad this month. Just looking back to 2022, as you mentioned, the um, the World Cup out in Turkey as well. How big an occasion was that for you as a player? It's the, the biggest sort of moment of my career, I think, definitely at Everyone's sort of dreams of going to a World Cup and I was lucky enough to go to the Euros in, in 2021 and straight after that I wanted to to play more sort of more minutes at a major tournament so getting to go to the World Cup was was amazing for me. For six years I was at Manchester City amputees which is where I started playing amputee football and then just this summer I made the change to, to join Everton amputees. Hopefully we start the league at the end of this month, so it'll be exciting to see sort of where we get to by the end of the season. Looking into the new season, what would you consider to be ultimate success over the coming campaign? Winning the league in England uh, for the first time for me would be great. There's two or three top teams within the league that we're all going to be challenging each other. So, yeah, winning the league would be massive for me. And away from club football, England, we've got our Nations League, and that's in June. We'll fly out to, to Krakow again, and we'll face Spain, Turkey and Poland. And again, yeah, we like we keep saying, we're, we're young squads, so just trying to push those countries as far as we can and, and pick up some good results against like a Turkish side that are current world champs and, and European champs. Yeah, success would look like beating those um, at the end of the year. Manx Radio Business Briefing. At 17 minutes now before six, Microsoft has sought to revive its ambitions of challenging Google's search engine dominance in a deal with an artificial intelligence robot backed by Elon Musk. The Silicon Valley company behind Windows and Office software is working with OpenAI, an AI company, on its ChatGBT software that's taken the technology world by storm. The chatbot is able to provide human-like answers to questions and problems akin to Amazon's Alexa, uh, presenting a potential rival to Google's search engine tools. For a full daily market report, go to RamseyCrookall.com. Now, Bitcoin, the world's most popular cryptocurrency, saw its value crash by more than 60% last year, but the jury's out as to where it goes next. Well, uh, CNBC reported today that the tech billionaire Tim Draper, a well-known venture capitalist and Bitcoin bull, well, he thinks it's going to rise from about $17,000 a coin today to $250,000 by the middle of the year. But at the other end of the scale, the UK's Standard Chartered Bank predicts it could sink to $5,000. More and more crypto firms and exchanges find themselves with insufficient liquidity, leading to further bankruptcies and a collapse in investor confidence in digital assets, says Eric Robertson, who's the global head of research at Standard Chartered. The Stock Market Report. Brought to you by Ramsey Crookall. UK and European markets closed higher as inflation data out of France and Germany indicates consumer price increases across the Eurozone are slowing. The US stocks lost their footing. Uh, oil fell sharply after slumping in the previous session and gold edged higher. The numbers now from Ramsey Crookall at the close in London. The FTSE 100 is up four tenths of a percent at 7,585. The DAX in Frankfurt up just over 2% at 14,490. Currently in New York City, the industrial Industrial, the Dow Jones is up eight tenths of a percent at 33,407. The Nasdaq Tech Stocks Index up one and a tenth of a percent at 10,507. In Chicago, the S&P 500 up one and a quarter percent at 3,872. In the exchange markets, the British pound sterling trading up one US dollar, 20.6 cents, one euro, 13.6 cents, and 20 South African rand, 38.4 cents. In commodities, gold 
is up almost 1% at $1,858 per troy ounce, and a barrel of Brent crude down 4.5% at $78.67. The world was a very different place when Ramsey Crookall set up business back in 1946. But his passion for providing outstanding service and looking after every client as if they were one of the family has endured for over 76 years. So, if you're looking for the continuity of a personal, bespoke investment strategy, perhaps it's time to look at our discretionary services. Trustworthy, dependable and tailored. Ramsey Crookle, the island's investment specialist. Call 717171 or visit ramseycrookle.com. Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. If you have a news story for Manx Radio to investigate and report, email newsroom at manxradio.com or call 682-631 any time of day or night. It's been announced the Department of Environment, Food and Agriculture has put a permanent stop to those staying overnight at the Ayers National Nature Reserve. Uh, camper vans and motorhomes have reportedly caused damage to the ecosystem there. The MHK Michelle Haywood says it's a decision that will be kept under review. Obviously, we want people to be able to access it and to enjoy it, but they need to enjoy it in a way that doesn't destroy the very things that we all prize. So um, we we will be looking at stuff. We have had quotes for extending the parking areas there. And so you end up saying, well, OK, we'll sacrifice part of this precious habitat so that people can come and park. Um, and, and I suppose that almost becomes a moral question about whether you think that's a, a fair balance. There does have to be a balance and we do want people to access the environment and enjoy it. Um, but there is obviously a cost associated with that. And, and the cost is substantial because you are trying to put in parking on a very unstable, sandy substrate. Um, and so, you know, it, it all needs to be done in a very careful way. And that does push the, the costs up a lot. Um, there are several rare and threatened species that live in that particular nature reserve in that area. We've said we're going to keep that under review. So we will look to check that what we hope in terms of environmental recovery actually does start to show through this year. And, and we anticipate it will do. I think we saw up at the airs during um, foot and mouth when people couldn't access land, you saw a recovery of all sorts of, of plants and animals at that time because human interference just wasn't there. So this is something we're keeping under review. Um, how quickly anything else will mobilise, I'm not sure. I'm hoping that there will be perhaps some sort of uh, a strategy for, for where motorhomes can go and some sort of agreement uh, coming through by Easter. And I know that that's something that we're, we're looking at with the Department for Enterprise and, and the visit agency, because obviously this is part of our, our visitors offering. I know we've had some emails through saying to people, saying that people come because they like staying up there for a few days and you were only ever limited to staying there for three days anyway. Manx Radio Sports. Fast am I, Rob Pritchard. Fast am I. Good evening. Starting with athletics this evening, a Manx runner, Sarah Aston, has been named in the England squad for an international competition in Belgium later this month. Aston will be one of the senior women's competitors representing the nation at the Lotto Cross Cup de Hannet in Liège, which takes place on Sunday the 22nd of January. The cross-country race has attracted a high-caliber international field, including Olympic champions, since it was first founded in the 1940s. Sarah's selection comes after she only narrowly missed out on a place in the Great Britain squad for last month's European Cross Country Championships in Italy. 
Turning to hockey, and a new cup competition is being introduced for Manx Hockey's 2023 men's and ladies' seasons. The Manx Hockey Association says a bowl tournament will be brought in to be contested by teams in the second divisions of both the male and female leagues. Further details on the new competition, as well as the cup and plate tournaments, will be confirmed in due course. Meanwhile, the men's and ladies' league calendars will get underway on Saturday the 14th of January and finish on Saturday the 1st of April. The structure will see three men's and three ladies' divisions with teams to play each other twice. Meanwhile, there will be a single mixed under-15s division where teams will play each other once before the league splits. And finally, in table tennis, an Ireland table tennis player Chris Holland has secured double success at recent competition in the UK. Competing in Nottingham, Holland took the top spot in the Topspin Nottingham Open two-star Band 5, winning all seven games to bag 14 points. The Alaban competitor then took another honour by winning the Nottingham Veterans two-star Band 6 event, also emerging victorious in all seven matches. There was also success for one of the Ireland's youth players, Ryan Holland. The rising star managed to win Band 3 of the Nottingham Junior Cadet two-star Open contest. Manx Radio Travel, driven by Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Everything inbound at Ronald's Way showing on time. The 5 to 7 EasyJet from Manchester on time. The half hour 7 EasyJet from Gatwick showing on time. The 5 to 8 returning patient transfer plane from Liverpool, Logan Air's. Uh, 5 to 8 is on time. And the 5 power state Logan Air from London City showing on time. Outbound tonight, the 6 o'clock Logan Air Patient Transfer, that's on time. The 25 past 7 EasyJet back to Gatwick on time. And the 8 o'clock EasyJet to London Gatwick showing on time. On the roads, narrow lanes and a temporary pedestrian crossing in Victoria Street, Douglas, while they're building the new pedestrian crossing. Castle Street, one way northbound in Castletown to April next year. Temporary closures in Peel till April around East Quay and the Prom. Uh, Prom's currently closed between the Max Utilities pumping station and Weather Glass Corner. And a series of temporary closures on the Regaby West Road for water main replacement. Massimo Tyres. Budget tyres priced to keep your vehicle safe and legal. Only available at... A Manx charity has spent more than £45,000 helping thousands of people directly and indirectly in the war in Ukraine. Ruth and Chris Baker run Hands of Hope, which supports vulnerable and disadvantaged children in northeastern Romania. Here is Ruth. In February, uh, when the war broke out in Ukraine, we were actually at our home in Romania, and our home is only a 30-minute drive from the Ukrainian border at Siret. So naturally, um, we felt called to do whatever we could to help the Ukrainians. And in the first couple of months, uh, we often had refugees staying in one of our charity houses or in our own home. Um, One family stayed for three months, but then returned to their home in Kyiv in the summer. And over the past 10 months, uh, thanks to the huge, generous donations, we've been able to help refugees both in Ukraine and as they sought shelter in Romania and beyond. What do you think will change? What What do you hope will change? Of course, the biggest hope is for peace and reconciliation and for uh, for Ukraine not to be at war. Uh, and that is the, the biggest prayer, I think. The fact that it is now over 10 months since the war started. Um, it's been a long, long time and lives have been disrupted. Buildings, infrastructure, the waste is is colossal um it it is heartbreaking so our hope is for for peace um in that country 
uh, Chris, my husband and myself will be will be going back into Ukraine um, later in January uh, to meet up with families there again and to take aid in. So, you know, it's going to be ongoing for us as long as it's needed and as long as we have the money uh, available, uh, we will we will carry on going in and supporting them. The Isle of Man in 30 Minutes. Update on Manx Radio with Andy Wynn. First of my, Tinball will be asked to support calls for urgent improvements to the Isle of Man's youth justice system at next month's sitting. A committee looking into how young people are dealt with by the police and the courts has made seven recommendations for change. The story from Lewis Foster. Having heard evidence from the police, lawyers and judiciary, the Constitutional and Legal Affairs and Justice Committee is now calling for Tinball to reform the current approach to youth justice on the island. It's asking the Manx Parliament to support what it says is an urgent need to improve the range and effectiveness of early intervention in a bid to prevent young people becoming involved in crime. Another recommendation sees the committee ask Timwald to agree that the Criminal Justice Board should, as a matter of urgency, increase the range of sentencing available through the juvenile court. If all recommendations are approved, the Criminal Justice Board will be required to start including performance data on the youth justice team's work, particularly on reducing offending and reoffending when it submits its annual report to Timwald. It's also seeking the setting up of a Youth Justice Board, which will work across multiple agencies and manage a youth justice team similar to the one disbanded in 2018. Chair of the committee, Tanya August Hansen, MLC, will present the full report to Timwald next month and seek approval for the recommendations. The Jewish community will commemorate a Holocaust memorial service later this month. Recent comments were made about the Jewish community by the US rapper Kanye. The Isle of Man organiser Carol Jempson says while a few people on the island do make similar remarks, there are ways to deal with it. We mark every single genocide as well as the Holocaust and it's very important we must know what happened in the past to, in order to shape our future. This year's theme is ordinary people. I've tried to base it around myself. I'm a very ordinary person with an ordinary life, doing ordinary things. However, if we transpose me as an ordinary Jewish person to Hitler's Germany, things would have been very different. I would have been singled out from the rest and possibly put to death in a death camp. My only crime would have been that I was Jewish. We are aware of the history of the Jewish community, but recently there were some remarks made about the same community by a US rapper. Is it difficult to get rid of the stigma? The thing is, Kanye West, because of who he is, is making those remarks and they're getting a lot of publicity. But if you go into Facebook page, of people on the Isle of Man, you'll see there are a few who are making similar remarks. And people like Kanye West, or Yay West as he's now known, don't make it any easier. If I can take what you said forward where you said you also have some people here on the island, how do you deal with that? I think the way to deal with it is, first of all, not to accept people like that as Facebook friends, but also to challenge when people you are Facebook friends with make remarks, racist remarks, um, whether verbally or on the most social media. It's a difficult one. It's much easier to ignore it. But it, if, you, if you ignore it, are you exacerbating it? That's it for update tonight, compiled from the resources of Manx Radio's news department. 
Thanks to newsreader Siobhan Fletcher, producer Rhianne Evans. Back tomorrow. W-I-N-T.